for a lot of people, they inhibit themselves from calling in that relationship or just from even having that relationship. He could be right fucking in front of you, but you are inhibiting yourself from having that relationship because of your relationship with men, because of how you think about men, because of your own trauma, because of what like your inability to receive and be in your feminine. We, we forget that piece that is like 90% of a relationship with a man. The Men and Money Bundle is officially out, friends. So as a starting point, if you are not aware of the Men and Money Bundle, firstly, you are missing out on the hottest pictures on the internet because my fiance and I did a photo shoot with my photographer in New York. And all I can say is that my team knows how to send dirty messages (laughs) because these videos are ridiculous. And at the very least, you need to go to the website page and the website, like the Men and Money Bundle page and the website just to see these pictures. Anyway, nonetheless, let's jump into today's episode. So on that note of sexy vibes with my man, uh, if you are not following me on Instagram, you may want to be or on YouTube because I'm doing lots more of the kind of like behind the scenes videos on YouTube, which has been really, really fun. And I've been really enjoying it. There's a new video that is up, um, possibly another one as well, depending how much I get to um, around the first part of the behind the scenes of our Australia trip. So you guys can watch that. And more importantly, is that we are going to Italy for a big work trip. um, As we are promoting the Men and Money Bundle and whatnot, we're going to get a bunch of content, do all the things. And so we're also going to record more YouTube videos that um, can just help be like expanders for you guys. Um, I was saying this on the last YouTube video, but I wish that, and this is just like, you know, it's not realistic for everybody, but I wish that for the people that expand me, I could just have like a documentary of their life and like a really real version, not a curated documentary that's heavily edited and whatnot. And there is a script too, but a real, real documentary of their life. So I'm basically trying to just give you guys that. Um, And I feel expanded, honestly, doing the videos. So I hope that you guys get a lot out of them as well. And obviously on my Instagram stories, there'll be plenty of behind the scenes too. And in the behind the scenes bubble of our trip, we're going to Paris, we're going to Greece, and then we're going to Italy. Oh, and then we're going to um, Spain, which I'm very excited about as well, because I haven't done much traveling around Spain. It's actually kind of hard for me because um, I'm celiac. Spain is like a little bit of a trickier one and I'm allergic to shellfish. So it's just like a bad fucking blend. Before we jump in, I want to let you guys know that at the very end of this episode, I actually have the best bit. So I'm prefacing this so that you can make sure that you listen all the way through because the end bit where I talk about like, you know, Everyone just says like fucking journal and visualize, visualize, but like, you know, we're all butting our heads against a brick wall seven months later because he still isn't in our life. I go through all of that at the end of the, the podcast. So make sure that you listen to that and that you don't skip that bit because I feel like that was the juiciest part and also just the most validating part of the episode. Okay, let's jump in. Anywho, today we are talking about how I manifested my fiance and really more generally, like how I manifested the person of my dreams better than I even like dreamt, if that makes sense. I say this to him and I guess I said this to him more so early on. Now it's just like a fact um, that who I was manifesting, he exceeded who I was manifesting. And let me just preface, let me start off by saying 
I don't want any of you to think that our relationship is like fucking perfect all the time. Sometimes he wants to chop my head off and sometimes I want to chop his head off, right? That is relationships. That is being around your spouse a lot. That is that is loving somebody so much that sometimes it's like fucking annoying, right? Because you hang out with them all the time because you love them, but then you also see all of them. So you see the sexy good sides of them and you maybe see the not so sexy sides of them as well but you are unconditionally loving them so you're loving all of them right so I firstly just want to preface with the fact that I know that he isn't on my Instagram very much so you know it's it could be up to assumption but you have to commit to your relationship you're not just committing to him to to or to her you're not just committing to the other person you are committing to the relationship as well that takes work and like i am committed to our polarity which takes effort it is easier to put no effort into a relationship but then you also won't have a polarized relationship you won't have a sexy relationship you won't find yourself fucking on like every couch in the house for 40 minutes randomly on a tuesday night you won't have those things because you're not committed to curating those things. Like, let me even give you an example. Quite literally last night, a give me a kiss turned into something, let's just say way more than that. It turned into like, oh, my hair went from clean to now I have to wash my hair. (laughs) So um, that only happens when you are committed to your relationship. You have to be able to like drop work and dive into that. You have to be able to get out of your head and get into your body. You have to be able to not emasculate him. You have to be able to let him lead. You have to be able to drop into your feminine. Like there are so many determining factors in polarity. It's not just like, oh, let me act like a woman. He acts like a man. If it was that simple, we'd all be fucking doing it. We have to remember that we live in a world and in a society where we are heavily kind of um, manipulated, let's say, to not be our most aligned self, right? To be the worst version of ourselves. Social media is a really big factor in that. And the constant stress and pressure of today's society is a really big factor in that. So because we have all of that on our shoulders, I mean, men have it and women have it just in different ways. There is so much undoing that has to happen, but also so much commitment and action and reoccurring action and reoccurring commitment that has to happen. But if you have, you know, all these blocks and trauma and emotional baggage and fears and wounds, you can imagine that that makes it 10 times harder for yourself. And it's already a little bit of a challenging thing to do, right? You know, if you have kids, but you haven't even nailed the polarity before you have kids, it is a little bit harder than when you have kids. I'm not going to deny that. It's not impossible. Um, What I was saying is that a lot of the time people will devalue the polarity in their relationship because, um, you know, I don't have the time. I don't have the money. Like it's not, basically they're saying it's not important, right? When you say like, I don't have the time, I don't have the money. It's just that you don't think it's important, right? Which is fine. Maybe you don't. That's like, everyone's, you know, valid to have their own decisions and make their own choices, of course. Like use your discernment. But what it also means is that for a lot of, people and couples that come to me, it's not that it's so far. It's not that it's net, not things, nothing is ever necessarily too far gone. I mean, sometimes things are, but I don't want to like make you guys worried. It's more that we think that it's really easy to just polarize our relationship again, or 
for the first time. Or it's just easy to just flick into your feminine, like a few little, you know, a few, a few, a few tips and tricks and you should be good. Most of the time, it's actually not the case because it's not just like, oh, you need to like dance around the house more and wear pretty dresses. I mean, if it was that easy, I probably wouldn't be sitting here with a job. Um, there's, there's all the layers that we don't think about. And the more that you ignore an issue, the more problems you layer on that then have to be dealt with when you finally kind of hit rock bottom, whether it's personally or in your relationship. So I think there's one, like as one thing today that we could, that we could all really take away from today's episode, that would be to realize that we need to value our polarity in our relationship because the health of your relationship is also going to be heavily determined by the health of your polarity. And when it's not there, and then you keep just shoving the fact that you're miserable under the carpet or shoving the fact that you're dissatisfied with your sex life under the carpet, you can imagine that after a while, it's going to become like a little bit of a bigger issue. You know what I'm saying? Um, anywho, so that was a total tangent, but hopefully helpful. Point is, is that this, this is where I was starting off with. He is better than I manifested. And the key thing is that it, it's not that he's like rainbows and butterflies all the time or that our relationship is rainbows and butterflies all the time. It's that he has expanded me in ways I didn't know I needed to be expanded in. He has, you know, we have very, very different brains. We are polar opposites in a lot of things. And whilst that presents its challenges, of course, it also is expansive because it forces me to think differently to be different, to push myself outside the box. Not when I say be different, I don't mean change. I mean like try on a different version of me and then incorporate that in a way that feels good if that feels aligned, like that kind of thing. Um, but kind of jumping back, if you haven't listened to the love story episodes, I would recommend that you do so. You know, one key thing that people forget when they are trying to manifest this dream person is one, it's a fucking big thing that you're asking to manifest, right? You're not asking to manifest $10. You're not even asking to, be, to manifest like a promotion or a client. You are asking to manifest the person that you want to spend the rest, I'm assuming this is all of you, the rest of your life with, right? If you are trying to manifest in that person, that's a big thing. If you're trying to manifest in some hot sex, like whatever, that's easy, right? But if you're trying to manifest in your dream person, there are so many factors that go into that right? It is like a combination of things, not only for you to be embodying and doing and living out, but also for him, right? There is 50-50 in a relationship. If you say you're ready, well, that's great. But is he ready? Because if he's not ready, you don't want him because the relationship isn't going to go the way that you want it to go. But it's not going to go in the way that it, it could go if you just like fucking held on for three more months. You know what I mean? So you want to be in a relationship that expands you and pushes you and elevates you and, you know, is the dream beyond the dream. And if you're wanting all of those kind of things, that is a lot to ask, not too much to ask. It's a lot to ask. So it could take a little bit of time. So for any of you that are like, I have been trying to manifest this fucking person for six effing years, like I am at my wits end, like there must be something wrong with me. Maybe it's you, but it could also be timing. And here's the thing with like the personal development industry. Sometimes you get sold the story that it's always you. And I'm going to be real. Like 
it really could be you. Like if you have some bad habits, if you have an anxious attachment style, if you have an avoidant attachment style, if you know that you, you know, say things that aren't very nice sometimes, if you have body image issues, if you have a wall around you, if your heart is closed, if you have a pile of trauma, like if you're insecure about X, Y, and Z things, right? If you feel like you're not good enough, if you have all of those things, then yeah, that's going to be playing into your relationships 1000%. But if you don't have those things and you're like, I feel like I am in alignment. I'm a fucking catch. I am stable. I am secure. Like I know how to be in a relationship. I know what to do and what not to do. Like I am mature. Like If you feel in alignment and you know, if you are honest with yourself, you don't have all like, you know, an example, like those kind of things that I was just saying or anything else along those lines. It's not necessarily that you're broken and that there is something that you can't see. It could be, but it's un- it's unlikely, right? Because you, if you have healed all those things, you probably have a good self- amount of self-awareness. And you know, like you're allowed to have one fucking thing that's maybe a little bit off that still needs healing and manifest in your dream person. But we get told the story that we're always broken and it's easier to stay broken. It's easier to blame yourself than to actually realize that maybe it's a timing thing. Maybe it's, he's not ready. Maybe it's just that like, you're going to meet him in a magical way, but you have to wait for winter for that to happen. There could be so many factors that are completely out of your control that you have no awareness of, right? Because you don't know what's going to happen in two years time. You don't know how the two of you are going to meet. You, you have no idea. And so the universe is looking down like, oh my God, she's stressing, but she has no fucking idea what's about to happen. And I can obviously say this from experience because I, you know, was manifesting him for years. And I want to say there were guys that I would come across and I would be like, I think this is him. I think this is him. I think this is him. Oh my God. Oh my God. And obviously it wasn't him. And the key thing is, is if you think that he is your person, you're like, I think he's my person. The fact that you think it and you don't know it, it's like a question mark, gives you the answer. When you meet your person, there is no, I think, I hope, like fingers crossed. It's, I know. There isn't a question of, is he my person? It's like, oh my God, like, yeah, like of course he's my fucking person. Like, wait, what is that kind of, like, why are you even asking that? It's a completely different energy and level of security, of course, that he also provides, right? Like when you meet the man, the man, that is like, I'm going to fucking claim you if you're a ma- or if you're a man listening to this where you meet the woman, I'll go from the woman's perspective first and I'll do the man's. If you are the woman, right? So you've met this man. He isn't going to make you hope or wonder if he likes you. He is going to make it so unequivocally clear that you are his person and that you are not going anywhere. So if you are on the man's side and you're the man, when you meet her, you fucking know. And it's that feeling of she isn't going anywhere. Like, this is my one. I'm going to fucking marry her. She's my wife. You obviously want to make that clear to her, not necessarily just through your words, but it's through your actions, right? Because for a lot of us, if we heard that on date two, like, I'm going to marry you, some of us, not all of us, some of us could be like, well, that's a lot. Now, if you actually want that level of claim like being claimed from him, that's going to fucking turn you on. If you have some stuff to deal with still, that could freak you out. For me, on our first weekend together, so like for those of you that don't know, really quick synopsis, but you need to listen to love story episodes. We met on a chairlift skiing, right? So 
he was with a friend. I was skiing alone and I just got on the same chairlift as him. He actually, I didn't know this until recently because he was telling my mom, he saw me skiing down. They were, they were like, you know, kind of nearly getting in the line for the chairlift. He actually saw me skiing down and was like, Ooh, cause you know, I wear my like onesies and whatnot. And I'm like, you know, I look all like, I look like I can't ski, but I actually can't. like my outfit is like, Oh, she's just here for the cute outfit, but I actually know how to ski very well. Anyway. And so I ski out, I'm like, got my music on, I'm not paying attention. And we just got on the same chairlift. He saw me and was like, it was almost like that. It was like that masculine, like I saw her and I fucking claimed her right before she even knew that I claimed her like, oh, what a vibe. Anyway. Um, and then of course I'm just in my own world and I'm in that receptivity. I'm in that feminine state and I just get on the same chairlift. Literally that situation, I feel like plays out the feminine claiming energetically even. And then the masculine just like, sorry, sorry, the masculine claiming and the feminine just being claimed and like not even being fucking aware of it because that's just her state of being. That's quite literally how it felt. Um, anyway, and we got on the chairlift, whatever the rest is history. So our first date was a whole weekend. Um, and we went to Colorado back to where we actually met and we went skiing for the weekend and on our drive home back, well, not drive home, just drive to Denver airport to then fly back home. Um, he said to me in the car, like we were talking or whatever he said, when you know, you know, and I remember just being like, Oh my God. And what's funny is it wasn't like, Oh my God, this is too much. It was, it was just like, yeah, like it wasn't, there was no, not even any response in my body because it just felt so right. So as soon as you're wondering, is he your person? That is kind of how you know he's not your person. Now, granted, you know, a year into the relationship, you might be like, oh my God, I can't fucking deal with, I don't know, X, Y, and Z. Like, is he really my person? But then you'll have this second hit where it's like, of course he's my fucking, like, it's just, of course he's my fucking person. Like, why am I even saying that? You'll like invalidate that about yourself because it's like your ego, your fear is saying that thought, but then your heart comes in as like, bitch, shut up you know? Um, and, and it's this whole thing of, we need to remember that we live in a world these days that like our grandparents did not have, they did not have social media where, where they could compare their relationship to somebody else's. They did not have this highlight reel all the time where they felt like, you know, because they had, you know, a couple of fights here or there, their relationship was wrong. All right. Like, you know what I mean? There was no intense comparisonitis that a lot of us go through that. And the comparisonitis causes us to feel like, oh my God, are we in the wrong relationship kind of thing? Um, so anywho, getting back to the topic of like how I met, how I like manifested him. So there's really this whole like combination of things, right? That you have to be embodying in order to be a match for him. And obviously he's got to kind of be embodying it as well. Not kind of, he's got to be embodying it as well, whether he's aware of it or not for, for him to then also be a match for, for you. So the number one thing is healing your shit, obviously. And why you need to heal your shit is just like I was saying before, if you have all these insecurities, all these wounds, I'm not enough. I don't deserve this. I'm too much. I hate my body. Like can't relax in sex. You're really masculine. Like there's no time in your life because you're to the hustle, hustle culture. There's no time in your life to actually prioritize a relationship. You are, you know, running your head into your ground with your business, for example, and you are fucking mentally, emotionally, whatever burnt out. If you have all of this crap all over your body, right? Think of yourself. Like I did this actually, was it, was it last week in the podcast or it might've been an MMM two module? Speaking of which, Meta Money Bundle, MMM level two, all new modules, more are coming. Um, 
I've like replaced a lot of the old ones with new recordings that I freshly recorded. So you guys have that yay vibes. And then I'm also recording some extra ones um, when we are on our trip in Italy. So when you join the Men and Money Bundle now, you will get those with at no extra price increase. Um, and then once the Men and Money Bundle is closed, the price of MMM Level 2 will go up a little bit because the value is going up and I'm adding in a shitload more into MM level two, including like vlog, like vlog style things, like really expansive videos that aren't just learning, but just like vibe increase kind of things. Um, anyway, so think of yourself, like, I don't know whether this was from like last week's podcast or a recording, think of like yourself as like, think of an onion. Okay. An onion's got the core and then it's got like the shell around it, right? And there's obviously multiple layers. Think of yourself like you are the core of the onion and all the layers of the onion are like your layers of shit, right? So what the layers of shit means is that you are looking through these shit colored glasses. So instead of looking through rose colored glasses, you're looking through shit colored glasses. Like you're looking through some murky fucking terrain. And that murky terrain is all of your trauma, your wounding, your shit, your beliefs, etc. right? So you're looking through that. Like what you think about men, your relationship with men, your relationship to sex, your relationship to the feminine, like all those kind of things. So you're looking through that lens. But what it also means is that you have the, like you are the onion shell, right? Referring back to that, you are the onion, sorry, you are the core of the onion, not the onion shell. And all those layers are your trauma. All those layers are also creating this huge wall, these massive blocks around you that is ensuring that you are not meeting your match, right? Because the current version of yourself is not a match for him. Now, I know people might be like, well, I met my person when I was going through like so much shit, when I had like heaps of trauma. Of course, there is going to be exceptions. For those of you though, and like we're all on a different path, right? We all have a different story. And I fully believe that for some of us, we need to be like fully in alignment and our best selves in order to be in the relationship. And for others, it's different. For me, for example, like I know that I needed to be fully like as I was when I met my now fiance. Um, I know that because I actually know my, I know myself so well that if I wasn't that, I wouldn't have been able to give to the relationship like I have now. So the relationship wouldn't be what it is. Right. And everybody's different. And I, I believe that a really big component of that reason for me is because I run my own business. I could not split my energy two years ago between him and my business and then have the same level of success in my business and my relationship. And I also didn't want that, even though I was telling myself like, oh yeah, I did. Like I didn't, like I was focused on my business and I was also just focused on enjoying my life and being single. Now, all of us are different, right? So just remember, there's always obviously going to be an exception. So you have all these like layers of shit around you in order for you to be shining out of that core of the onion shell for your heart to be open and for you to be this radiant goddess, you need to heal all of the layers of the onion so that they're not there anymore. It's just you. It's just the core shining brightly. That is going to happen through all of the healing work, the embodiment, X, Y, and Z. Actually, more so like the healing work because the embodiment kind of goes into the next bit of action. Um, so more so the healing work, especially with your relationship to men, especially your relationship to men, right? I created Be Love Another Mother back in 20, 2020, 2020, at the very end of 2020. And 
it was because there was just this constant reoccurring theme in all my sessions around trying to learn about men, trying to understand men, trying to communicate with them, not emasculating them. It is fucking hard, right? It can be really, really hard, especially when you've grown up in an environment and then a fucking society, so neither helps, where men are constantly berated and shamed and emasculated and not good enough. You then harbor that and you believe that for yourself. He also believes that right? Because he's living in that society too. And he's like suppressed from everything. And he's emasculated just by society in general. But because you are also feeling that way towards him and because you are also emasculating him, he then lives that out. Like that is his reality versus at least if you are not emasculating him, okay, society can be kind of shit sometimes, but he knows that at home, at home, especially shine brightly and like be a fucking man. And then that will obviously translate into public as well. Um, so that's kind of the healing component, right? Which is the number one thing in order for you to be nailing this kind of, um, equation to meet your one. Friends, did you know that 41% of women in the US are now the main breadwinner in households? That is a very interesting statistic and the times are changing. And even though we as women are making a hell of a lot more money and having more choices than we used to, it's kind of like a double-edged sword, right? Because the double-edged sword is that feminine women, we, we still want our man to protect and to provide and to lead us. And I cannot count the amount of times women have come to me and told me as clients or emails or in DMs how frustrated they are by this lack of ambition that comes from him or lack of success and leadership. So additionally though, what's interesting to also note is that 73% of couples say that finances are the source of their tension. People, I do not want money being the reason that your relationship is falling apart. Yet these studies say that it is a real thing. So let's be proactive, right? You can still feel like he is providing and protecting you, even if you make more money or you make any kind of money or you make just as much money. It's about learning how to embrace and be in this new modern dynamic and how to make it work for your relationship and your needs and your life. So my 13 part course, The Feminine Female Breadwinner is a unique, revolutionary and first of its kind program that will give you everything that you need to allow yourself to be the breadwinner or one of the breadwinners. You know, you bring some money home and be in your feminine. So do not wait until your relationship is making you edgy and anxious and hanging on by a thread. Get ahead of it. If you want to join the Feminine Female Breadwinner, the link for that class is below. It is fucking amazing. And as you guys know, I am the breadwinner in my relationship and I am definitely the feminine in my relationship. The next thing is action, right? The next, oh, actually, I want to say quickly, just going back, sorry, to the healing part. I, I forgot two things, queen energy. So when you heal all of those layers, what does it allow you to be? It allows you to be your fucking queen self, to fully embody that queen energy of sitting on her throne. People come to her. She has help, et cetera, et cetera. You aren't in that wounded place anymore right? And it's not to say that like everybody's acting from a wounded place all the time, but it's a completely different energy when you are embodying that queen versus you are trying to get more of that validation, right? So for a lot of us, 
you know, before we were embodying that queen energy and knowing how to just be in that full receptivity where people are coming to us, we're doing a little bit of the chasing. We're going after people. We're really trying to get something from somebody else. We aren't asking for help. We're trying to do it all ourselves. We're not valuing ourselves the same way, but we're maybe not, we're not valuing our time and our energy. And then when you shift into queen, it's a completely different level of embodiment. That queen energy attracts the king, right? And when you're in that queen energy, you would not tolerate or entertain anything less than a king. So it becomes very easy to filter things out. And we actually talked about this at my immersion in Australia this year. Oh, by the way, if you're listening to this and you're like, so like, I'm actually not going to put this in the description. You need to like be listening to this. If you want to come to a more like, I'm going to, this is going to be more of like a backdoor selling situation because we got a busy year to an event this year. And you want to make sure that you get the email that you don't miss out because I'm not really going to be putting on Instagram very much. Can you send either an email to Olivia at monarchyateshealth.com or send a DM to me? Uh, just being like, hey, heard about like backdoor event situation. Can I get on the email list? Um, and then, because there's a few email lists. So Olivia can then send you all three of those options. So then you can kind of like get on the right one. Um, anywho, at the immersion in Australia, when my fiance and I were up doing our Q&A together, one of the questions was around like, what attracted you to Monica? And he said that, and he, like, he doesn't know this work. So basically what he was like, is like, it was like the queen energy, right? What he, how he described it is she was just this like woman. She was just like, so in her body, she was so like mysterious. And, and he's, and he said, it's not like it was like that she, like, I could tell she loves her body, but it wasn't like, oh, she loves her body. It was just that it was this, and I said, like sensuality, like I just was embodying my womanness. And he was like, yeah, it's the best way to describe it. Like you are embodying your womanness. And it was just like, I was obsessed and magnetized to it because I had not encountered a woman that was such a woman before. And so it's that kind of queen energy, right? Where everybody wants to be the queen and everybody wants to marry the queen. So you want to be in that queen energy, which also happens when you are not in all of your shit, in all of your trauma, acting out of all these wounds, feeling like you're feeling like you're not enough, et cetera, et cetera. That radiates and, and permeates through your energy, right? Which is then what also helps to attract him because you're really in the space of I want him or her, but I don't need him or her. It's a completely different energy that you are putting out there. All right. So the next thing that's part of the equation is action. This is what people fucking miss the mark on, or they just do it in the most intense way where I'm like, you're now draining yourself. So action. If you want to meet him, maybe he will rock up at your door. Maybe he will just be like sitting on the train next to you on your way to work. Maybe he will. But action is required. And so when I say action, it does not mean you go to a bar every weekend. It does not mean that you need to go on a hundred fucking dates. It doesn't mean that you need to overexert yourself. But it just means that you need to do your life and take action on doing things that make you feel good. Because chances are he's going to be in one of those places, 
right? You say yes to opportunities. You put the effort in to going out to dinners with your friends. You say yes when a, when a new friend is like, I'm having a dinner party. I know you don't know anybody, but do you want to come? You say yes. You don't go into that COVID laziness of like, oh, I don't know anybody. Like I'm tired. I had a busy work day. We all had a busy work day. We're all fucking tired. But if you want to make friends or if you want to meet the one, you got to put the action in. Right. So I put the action in and then I went on a ski trip by myself, which isn't, I love traveling by myself. I went on a ski trip by myself. My parents actually ended up coming to Australia, sorry, to America early that year. So they were actually there at the same time, but I wasn't skiing with them. I was off doing my own thing. I was living my life. I had booked, oh, it's raining. I had booked the accommodation well before they ended up coming and staying with me. I was doing me, right? I was staying in the places that I would stay with him. You know, I was getting these like three bedroom houses on the mountain and whatnot because I was just doing me. I was taking action on living my life the way that made me happy. And then of course I met him and everyone says this, right? Everyone always says it's when you least expect it, which I just, I know people hate when they hear that, but I have to tell you that it is the fucking truth. And this is why it's the truth. You least expect it because you are having fun. You aren't thinking, oh, I wish he was here. You're thinking, my God, that was a really great ski run. You are thinking about how much you are enjoying your life as it is. That is what you need. Like that's the kind of energy of taking action. So there's this concept of like the more people that you date, like dating is mass. The more people that you date, the higher the chance that you're going to meet him. I'm like, "Mm, not really. Because if you're, let's say you're like, okay, I'm going to go on a three dating, three dates from dating apps every week. Well, if he's not on the dating app, because he's like, I'm not doing that. I'm just going to like meet her. I trust that. Then you aren't going to meet him. I wasn't on any dating apps when I met my fiance. He wasn't on any dating apps when he met me either. He was fucking sick of them. He was exhausted by them. I'd done them for a little bit. Again, I was like, I just, I, it's not my thing. You know, and I know a lot of you say it's not your thing. And I feel like we're over the stigma of dating apps, which is great. And then people feel bad for being like, it's not my thing. Cause they're like, oh, but it's the way that you meet people. It's like, yeah, you can meet people through that. And I'm really grateful for like friends that I've made through that, you know, channel, but it's not the only way to meet your person, right? Because at the end of the day, when you both are living your best life and enjoying your life, the universe is going to align you. I mean, for fuck's sake, if my, if my love story isn't a reminder that everything is like lined up to the fucking millisecond. I don't know what is. If I took one minute longer to put my ski boots on that morning, or if I took one minute longer to put my ski boot on this morning, or if I took a minute longer to go down the ski run, or I was a minute faster, like if I was 30 seconds faster, if I was one person ahead or one person behind in the line to get on the ski lift, or if he was one person ahead or one person behind, it wouldn't have happened, right? He wasn't even meant to go on that ski trip and it was a last minute, fuck it, I'll go kind of situation. So the universe has everything very much in control and you make the universe's life easier when you are happy because you are a vibrational match to meet him. If he was a miserable fuck, I would not have had, I would not have entertained him on the ski lift. I would not have skied with him that day. I wouldn't have, you know, gone out with him. If I was a miserable fuck, the same thing. We matched because we were both in this loving life energy, right? And so 
it's just like such an integral piece that we forget that the reason why it happens when you least expect it, it doesn't mean like, okay, stop thinking about it and then it's going to happen because that's also not how it works. It's not about you have to stop thinking about it. You can still desire it, right? It's not that you have to be in a place where you don't want a relationship and oh, now it's going to happen. No, you can still desire it, but you are not slowing your life down in order to like feel better about not having it. You are not slowing your life down at all to wait for him. You are living your life and he's going to jump on and go for the ride or he's going to miss the fuck out. That has to be the energy. Following on from this energy, something to think about is like a lot of us think, I want a relationship, I want a relationship, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, do you? Like if, if I told you tomorrow, you are meeting your husband, you are taken off the market, And you can never have sex with another man. You can never touch another man. You can never kiss another man. You can never go and just be single. What would you say? Because for a lot of us, that would actually be like fucking, like we wouldn't want that. It's like, oh my God, too much. Or like, I'm not ready. Like I have so much business stuff to do. Like I'm not ready. Or like, I want to focus. No, no, I'm not ready. I want to focus on my career. Like if I told you, you need to now allocate four hours a day to the relationship. Could you do that? A lot of us would actually say no. So we don't realize like we are not creating the space in our life to actually cultivate that relationship. If you cannot take the action of going and sitting by yourself in the park on a Sunday and reading a book for three hours, you probably don't have time to actually nurture that relationship in the way that you want to. And I mean, fuck, if he came in and you quote unquote didn't have time, you'd you'd make the time probably, right? It would still work out. I believe in that a hundred percent but you're just not making it easier for yourself. You're definitely not creating the space, like the energetic space to call him in, if that makes sense. So the action piece is really important. Oh, and I was saying about like the dating fatigue. So, you know, the whole math equation of the more people you date, like the easier it's going to be that you find your person because all it is is simple maths. It's, it's not just simple maths because the reality is, is if you were going on a million fucking dates a week, you would get dating fatigue. So many people have fucking dating fatigue, but they want their person. And it's like the way that you meet your person, it's not through a fucking maths equation. The way that you meet your person is through doing things and going and having experiences that you love because he or she is also going to probably love it too. The other thing is, is that if you're going out on a million dates a week, great. But if you are exhausted and drained and you have just given all of your energy to other people. So frankly, you're not glowing. You're not radiant. You're not, you know, this shining star that he's going to see. You're almost like sabotage, not, you're not sabotaging because you actually want that, but it's like, you're not doing yourself a favor, right? You're buying into this story of dating as a math equation. Think of it like this back in the day, right? No, we did. And like, this is why dating apps are great because like, we couldn't meet people that were like, in, you know, three states over, for example, or on the other side of the world or whatever it is, because we didn't have the dating apps, but whatever, I'm just going to generalize this. And like, we all get it back in the day when our parents were young or when our grandparents were young, it was quality over quantity. There was no expectation to be dating a million people at once. There was no dating apps. There was no social media. There was none of that. Maybe they dated two or three people before they met their husband, but they were not just dating around because like with a million people a week because they couldn't, right? Because it was a small town or it was like they're just dating people within a certain radius because, you know, not everybody has cell phones and cars and whatever. Like I'm just, you know, depending what area you're talking about. The point is, is that we have this expectation that we put on each other to always be dating somebody. 
And we almost feel weird when we're not dating somebody. Like if you're single, it can feel like weird and wrong. When you're like not dating someone, you're like, oh, am I like something wrong with me? Nothing's wrong with you. You're allowed to not date, right? You're allowed to be like, I need a fucking break. Or like, I'm not going to go on a million dates. You're allowed to do that. You're allowed to decide. I'm not going to go on a million dates. He can come find me. If he wants to fucking date me, he can fucking date me. Like I'm not putting out. Again, it's queen energy, right? If you want to be claimed by a man, you aren't putting out all this fucking energy. You're just like doing, you're living your fucking life, right? You're making yourself happy. You are, you are like drowning in your senses, which is a feminine experience. You are drowning in the feminine experience. You know, you're going to parks on the weekend. You're going to like have lunch with friends, like you're whatever, like you're doing all the things that make you feel like you. And then he's going to come in and claim you when he has the space to come in and claim you. There are so many factors that go into this equation. So whilst the action piece is really important, the action piece doesn't mean that you have to go out on 300 million dates. It means you need to leave the house. It means you need to do things that make you happy. It means you need to live your fucking life and not slow it down for him, but it doesn't mean you need to exhaust yourself. So the next thing is attraction, right? And the attraction piece I've kind of already talked about, so I'm just going to summarize it. It's your energy. It's your radiance. It's you not having beliefs that you can't attract this person in. It's you having a clean slate with your ability to manifest in the stream relationship. It's you knowing that it's possible to have a stream relationship. It's you not having any, you know, subconscious worries about what's going to happen a year into the dream relationship. You know, like when people have those kind of subconscious worries of like the sex is going to get boring after three months. Well, if that's your belief, then why the fuck would you call somebody in that you want to spend the rest of your life with? You wouldn't. So it's cleaning up all of those things so that you actually can attract him in and not have stickiness around your manifestation, right? There isn't stagnancy, <coughs> excuse me, there isn't stagnancy with calling him in. There's a whole module on MMM, on MMM, in MMM level two about stagnancy. So for those of you that are in it or are going to join, that could be a great module for you to also go to, to just ensure that, that you've cleared up any stagnancy towards what you're wanting to manifest in, right? Uh, and the last thing is patience. I know I've already mentioned this, but I'm going to like reaffirm this and reiterate this to you. You need patience. My fiance, and I'm allowed to say this because he says it all the time. And I've asked him before. He was single for six years before he met me. And he'll be on the podcast one day and I'm, you know, he'll, <clears throat> I'm sure kind of like talk about it then. Hold on. But for now, like I want to use that story as inspiration for some of you because he actually uses it as he said it at my event, um, actually, but you know, like he dated like a few chicks here or there, but there was no like girlfriend. There was nothing else serious. There was, you know, nobody else that he really liked. He kind of, you know, was just going like into that. Oh my God. Like I'm, you know, late twenties. Now I'm 30. Like, I, like I just need to like fucking find somebody, but like, I don't want to settle down. Like, ugh, you know what I mean? He thought that he was going to get the next round of fucking divorces. Like he didn't even think he had to give up on the idea of having kids. He was like, I am not going to meet the person in time to have the kids or whatever it is, you know? And a lot of us maybe relate to that. Um, so I want to share that with you because the patience is so important. I love that he wasn't dating anybody for a while. And I actually think it's a really good thing to think about yourself as well. That there isn't this, you don't have to do this because like I was, I was actually dating somebody when I met him. So I, I'm, I'm not saying that I did this as well either, but it's something that I realized 
when he told me that he wasn't dating, he hasn't dated anybody for like the longest time, um, is it gave me this feeling of like intense security of like, he's, he is uninterested in dating anybody that he doesn't want to marry. Like he said this to me when he picked me up from the airport on our first weekend. I don't know how it came up. We were talking about dating or something. And he's like, I just am exhausted by like taking women out to dinner, you know, and spending money on dinner and like drinking alcohol when I don't want to, when I know that she's not my wife. So like, I just haven't put any effort in for a long time because I haven't met a woman where I'm like, oh, she's going to be my wife. And isn't that interesting? Like men, a lot of the time have this intense ability. They just know, right? It is this discernment. It is this decision-making. It's like a fact for them. Women aren't committed beings. Men are. So for a lot of men, they are committed to what they're committed to. So even if a man's like, I don't want a relationship, he's committed to that. That's why it's like when a guy says, I don't want a relationship, don't think that you can fucking change him. He's committed to that, right? If he's told you that, he's committed to that. If he's like, I don't know what I want, guess what? He's committed to the fact that he doesn't know what he wants. So whilst it may change, it's also very unlikely. And if you want a man to fucking claim you from the get-go, where you have that security from the get-go, if he chose you, you want a man that is like, I am looking for a wife. I am ready for my wife, right? If I met him six months prior, a year prior, he wasn't ready to be like, I want my wife. So anyway, point is, is that, you know, it required him to have a lot of patience and kind of trust. And that trust was fucking wearing thin. I'll tell you what, by the end of it, or, um, and it required me to have the patience and for me to have the trust. You know, I was moving around so much. I know if you followed me for a long time, I, since I left home, I left home straight after school, I have not stayed in a place for longer than a year which is like kind of fucking mind boggling, to be honest. This, because we have bought a house and my fiance would kill me if I was like, can we move? This now living in Atlanta is probably going to be the first place that I'm going to live for longer than a year at a time, right? I left school. I lived in Sydney for, maybe Sydney was like a year and a half, to be honest. That was all, that was a bit fucked. I had to go home for like six months because of my ski accident, whatever. Anyway, um, so it's like Sydney and then I moved to New York. Then COVID happened. I moved to London. I stayed in London for like 10 or 11 months. Then I moved back to New York. There was a lot of travel in between. I lived in Aspen, Colorado, whatever, for a little bit. And then it was like like Tulum for a month or something or other, like so many random things. Then New York again for a year and then met him, ended my lease, now moved here. So we'll see. We'll see what happens here. The point is though, is that looking back, I can be like, I was not in the place to actually receive this relationship. Also, it just wouldn't have lined up, right? Like I needed to have had my time in New York, have gotten those things to then be like, oh, okay, I'll move to Atlanta. Like I would never have said yes to that if I met him a year prior. Like there was just no possible way. Um, Anyway, whatever. I'm not going to get too into the intricate details. Point is, is that the reason my patience is really important and I get that it's hard. Like I am not the most patient person, but I've had to learn it. And the thing that's helped me a lot with realizing that, like I have to be patient or not even I have to like reframe. I want to be patient or like I choose to be patient. I can be patient is because you think that you're being patient, but the universe is like lining everything up that there, the patience, like the, the desire to not be patient. It's often this feeling of like, I don't want to just sit in where I am right now. 
but there is stuff that you have to obtain and learn and receive. And, you know, your body has to be recoded in where you are right now to then go to the next level. So when you go too quickly, often what can happen is like, when you go too quickly, you don't calibrate to every level. Your body doesn't actually sink into every level. So you can't hold every level. Like you don't even, it's kind of like, I was talking about the other day on my Instagram story, blueprints, right? there's a blueprint for everything. And when you're changing your blueprint, you have to land at each new step of your blueprint to keep going. And if you jumped from what, from like the start to then the goal, let's say like the end of the blueprint, if I was to like make a little map, you jump to like, okay, I fully embodied the blueprint. If you, you haven't fully embodied the blueprint, if you've just jumped, maybe you've gotten a taste of it, but because you haven't actually landed in each level, you then will revert back to the beginning, if that makes sense. So reminding yourself that whilst you think that you're being patient, you have to actually, it's not that you need to be patient, it's that you need to enjoy. You need to receive your life as it is right now to go to the next level. If you cannot receive your life as it is right now, why are you going to be able to receive it as it is three levels above? You're just not going to be able to. Um, So the patience is really, really important. And like I've said, not waiting to live your life until you meet him. Live your life now. Buy yourself the things now that you want to be buying, right? Timing is everything. And if you are going to continue to wait for him, you will probably end up thinking, I wish I enjoyed my life a bit more before I met him. Because it brings a sense of security in a relationship where like you have you loved your life before you met him. You love it now more or before you met her. You love it now more, but you loved it before you met that person. That anchors in a very secure attachment style as well, right? Because it's not like you're trying to escape your old life to then get into your new life. You loved both. It's just that a choice that you made and now you have like the cherry on top of your already gluten-free, dairy-free, sugar-free cupcake, right? I haven't said that in a very, very long time to you, but... That is the vibe, right? Your life is the gluten-free, dairy-free, sugar-free cupcake, and he is the cherry on top. Maybe some icing too. The last thing that I want to say is sometimes you have to go through situations to get clear on what you want. So I'm actually going to expand on this topic a little bit more in an upcoming MMM Level 2 module that you guys will get around July time, August maybe. Um, about this whole kind of like calling him in, et cetera. But sometimes we can get like obsessed with, oh my God, I attracted in the wrong thing, blah, 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 blah. I'm going to kind of go through that more so in MMM level two in the new module. But what I want to say to you guys is that we have to go through situations sometimes in order to learn certain things, to embody that, and then to be able to actually meet him and attract and and be a match for him. What's funny is that a lot of women think that like you are above him, like you're waiting for him, bitch. Maybe he's waiting for you. (laughs) You know, like it's funny. A lot of us think that like we're at this like elite level of awareness and healing and queen energy. And like, maybe some of us are, but we often immediately place him as being less than us. And he has to rise to us. He has to meet us. He's got to do the work to get to your level. Maybe you have to do the work to get to his level. Maybe he's ready, but you actually have to align a few things so that you can be the right match for him. Maybe if he met you right now, he'd be like, oh, no, thank you. 
you know what I mean? So it's like very often we place the blame on the other person of they're not ready again for a way to us make ourselves feel better about the fact that we don't have what we want. But in reality, it also could be that maybe you are not ready. You are not a match. You are not in alignment. You have some fucking work to do. So for those of you that are thinking about joining the Meta Money Bundle, the great thing about the Meta Money Bundle is that you have that combination of attraction and action. You need to, when you're manifesting anything, you need to have attraction and action combined. So for those of you that are like, I really want to manifest my soulmate. I want to manifest my twin flame, my person, whatever you want to call them. You want to make sure that you have the action piece and the attraction. So for a lot of people, the missing action piece when it comes to dating, it's not just the secure attachment style. Like all those things are really important, right? A hundred percent. It's also, do you understand men? Do you know how to communicate with men? Do you emasculate him, right? Do you know how to be in your feminine so that he can be in his masculine? Have you healed your relationship with men? The great thing about being a lover, not a mother is it's going to do all that for you. It's going to help you heal your relationship with men. It's going to help you understand men. It's going to help you not emasculate them. It's going to help you fucking appreciate them. And one of the most underrated things that a lot of us do is we don't value education for our relationships. We don't realize the power that being educated on love and communication and relationships can do for the longevity and the health of our relationship. So really thinking about what education could you lean into? Could you receive more of? Could you benefit from that is going to therefore help the growth, the evolution, et cetera, of your um, relationship? So the Men and Money Bundle has got MMM level two for all of the manifestation, the wealth frequency, the receiving vibes. And then Be Loving on a Mother has receivership in terms of feminine masculine. It's got the emasculation piece. It's got the understanding men. It's got, you know, how to receive from men. And in order for you to be able to receive him and in order to be able to receive the life of your dreams, guess what they have in common? Receivership. So instead of just learning how to receive from the universe, but not knowing how to receive in relationships or vice versa, I'm giving you both together for the double the pow pow. There's also two live calls that are being held from Greece, which is really exciting. And I'm very much looking forward to them. So those two live calls, the details for them are also on the website page. So the last, last thing that I'm going to say, which I actually meant to say at the beginning of the episode, but now we're saying it now, is I did not, I forgot this whole chunk. This was like the most important bit. Lol. I did not just journal and visualize to meet him. That was not the case. I had to go through a fucking journey and you know, you can only connect the dots going backwards. You cannot connect the dots going forwards. So looking backwards, I can connect every fucking dot that allowed me to then actually meet him, be there skiing, be a match, receive him, cultivate the relationship, feed the relationship, et cetera. Had those things not happened, I may not have been able to, right? Or I would have had to then experience those things in a different kind of way in order to then be a match for him. The point is, is that I feel like a lot of courses that teach you like how to manifest him and like how to manifest your soulmate, a lot of it is around like journaling and believing that you can have it and visualizing him and writing a list of all the specific things. I had a list of like the specific things like, yeah, but it wasn't, it was like a very refined list, which I more so go over in, I think embodiment of dating number two, if I'm correct. Um, or maybe it's beloved on a mother. Anyway, no, it's actually MM level two. I go through it there and maybe I mention it again in, in embodiment of dating number two, but I know I do it in 
and then level two. I'll check. If not, I'm going to actually like after this, we literally record that. Um, anywho, point is, is that a lot of those programs just teach you to like write the list, journal, like fucking visualize, whatever. And all those things are really important. Like the visualization is important. Like all those things are important because they, they help with like your reticular activating system and then you seeking out those experiences and it changes your actions and like all those things are great. But a lot of us can feel like after fucking seven months of journaling and he's still not rocked up at our front door, we are butting our head against a brick wall. Like what the fuck? Like, can I just like, it just becomes exhausting. It becomes really draining. And that's where it's like, those things are important, but the other pieces are so underrated and often skipped over with manifestation because it's not directly manifesting. It's, you know, it's an embodiment piece to allow you to actually effortly manifest, to just be a match for him and not need to even think about it, right? So those extra pieces are the action taking, the alignment, the living your life to make yourself happy, the um, healing your relationship with men, right? So that you actually know how to communicate with them and that you understand them so that you don't sabotage a relationship before it's even begun. Like all of those pieces are often more important than just the journaling and the visualization because for a lot of people, they inhibit themselves from calling in that relationship or just from even having that relationship. He could be right fucking in front of you but you are inhibiting yourself from having that relationship because of your relationship with men, because of how you think about men, because of your own trauma, because of what like your inability to receive and be in your feminine. We, we forget that piece that is like 90% of a relationship with a man. Or if you're a man, it's 90% of a relationship with a woman. It's to understand a woman, right? For those of you actually that are a man that are listening, maybe your partner is going to join the uh, bundle or be loving on a mother. A lot of men have said to me that, or like women have said also about their their partners, that men will also watch Be Love and Not a Mother and they get a lot out of it too. Because when I'm talking in some of the modules, I'm like, you know, he's going to see it like X, Y, Z, but you're going to see it like ABC. And he's like, wait, you see it like ABC? So it can be a really great conversation opener if you want to watch Be Love and Not a Mother with your partner. Because even though I'm talking about men, it's helpful because he's like, yeah, see babe. And you're like, yeah, but like, that's not how I see it. And it's, and it's like, I love Monica. Like, see, she gets me. But then it opens up the conversation because you can be like, yeah, but can you also see three seconds later, she's now talking about how we perceive it completely differently. So even though that program isn't like understanding women, you can reverse it in your mind. A lot of the time I kind of give comparison, but on that note, I actually am going through and fully giving a massive facelift to the man and it's going to be a more like evergreen kind of program so for those men that are listening to this episode that are wanting to join the man hang tight I promise it's coming and for those women that know their partner wants to join the man or you would like him to join the man that's also in the works and being fully revamped so it's just more like man friendly essentially I'm actually just changing the whole format of the program so that it suits men a little bit a little bit better. So I'm going to leave this episode here. As usual, guys, if you have not left a review, please make sure that you do. All you need to do is uh, go to my podcast page on iTunes and then scroll down the bottom and you'll be able to leave a written review. Once you've done that, send a screenshot to media and monikeyateshealth.com and we will send you a free meditation that is only available through this avenue. You can't buy it on the website. Um, I also want to let you guys know that we have some upcoming really exciting things happening. So, um, that you guys can be a part of. Like my emails are always full of free, incredible advice. They're super juicy, like print worthy, et cetera. If you're not on my email list, we'll put the wait, the, not the wait list. We'll put the email list link below as well so that you can join that too, because it is 
just like an epic community to be, to community to be a part of. And I put so much effort and time into every email. And often my team will read them and be like, holy shit, Monica, this email was so fucking good. <laughs> like they get stuff out of the emails as well. So all that to say, I'm going to love you and leave you. And I hope that you guys love this episode. Please share it on Instagram and I will see you guys in the next one.